0: More of the good stuff.
1: Good morning, animal centralers. Welcome to our show this morning, which is going to be so, so
0: interesting. You don't want to
1: miss it. I'm Sharon Dale and I'm here with Jonathan Sinclair. Hi, John. You feeling a bit under the weather today? Yes,
0: yeah, I'm a hotbed of germs. Oh. you want to avoid me? We're not
1: sharing mics today. Yes. No, no
0: I, but I, I did think give you a hug. That worries me. <laughs> well, I'm actually using Gareth's mic today. So Oi. maybe we'll give it a spray of disinfectant. Disinfectants.
1: Yeah. It seems like a lot of people. People are catching this sort of change of season, yeah. flu, lurgy virus, whatever's going around. I'd rather around. have
0: it now than in winter. Get it over and done with, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. Hopefully I normally get it bath. once a year winter. Mm.
1: But my belief, I thought I was coming down with it this weekend, mm. lots of ginger. It's horrible, but you literally chew that entire, I don't know what you call it, bulb, clove, whatever. Mm. Uh, lots of it and vitamin C. And you'll be right as rain. own. Mm. Quick, quick. I'll auntie it, Sherry's flu cure. <laughs> well, this morning we've got two guests in studio. Mm. And we're going to start off with a bit of a, uh, not a great, topic get the, way, the heavy hey? topic out the way. We've got Wendy Wilson uh, with us. She's representing the National Council of SBC. A's and we're going to discuss the very topical and, and very ugly issue of dog fighting in mm. this country. Uh, and then we're going to move on to Clint Austin um, our veterinarian who good news is we're probably going to have Clint joining us at least once a month to discuss veterinary issues and a, a to give advice. And answer, a question hey? and answer yeah. would be great.
0: We all have questions for our vet and you don't we want to do. pay a few hundred rand to go and ask Just to ask vet a question. question. No, exactly. sure.
1: But today he's here to discuss World Veterinary Day. But, but while he's here, if you've Got any questions? Mm-hmm. Please send us a Twitter, phone in. I was surprised Twitter there was a in. World
0: Veterinary Day. Mm. Like, yeah, you know, mm. well, I suppose vets, there's a day for everything. There should be. They should have a day. Have a day. Yeah.
1: I think they they work really, really hard, and I think it's. It takes a very special person to but be a
0: good vet. I wonder what actually happens on that day. Does the vet's day change? Do they I don't know. We're going to find out. We'll dress up and, yeah. and run around the streets. <laughs> <laughs> do they get the day off?
1: We'll find out from Clint. But Wendy, welcome. Thanks for joining us this morning. Hi there,
2: Sharon. So Hi, John.
1: Let's start by telling us what, what is it that you do?
2: I work for the National Council of SPCA's. I am manager of the Special Investigations Unit, which covers a quite a wide variety of topics. But today we're speaking about dogfighting. fighting. Dog fighting. Mm.
1: It must be tough. It must be a tough job.
2: I think it is incredibly tough, a tough mm. job. People don't really realize what SPCA and NSPCA inspectors actually go through. Um, and the highly emotive and emotional yes. um, situations yes. that, that they see on a daily basis.
1: I mean, especially if you are an animal lover... And they wouldn't be there unless they were. Unless they were. And I try and avoid the these shows on D S T V and Animal Cops Houston and and all the rest. Mm. I'd love to watch them but it's so upsetting. Mm. And I take my hat off to people like you because Animal Angels again, we keep talking about them that somebody's gotta do it. And um so now on the subject of dog fighting, is this I believe it's rampant in this country?
2: It has had a massive increase in the last few years And what people must understand is it takes place on a number of different levels mm-hmm. So you have different levels of organization and sophistication You'll have something right from the street levels And then you, you get right up to the very organized, very syndicated top level fighters
1: Oh really?
2: And we have them all in South Africa uh, from From the bottom to the top That's it?
0: Where, where is it taking place? Is it in people's backyards? Is it at, at arenas? What's happening?
2: It depends on which level of sophistication, mm. but it's right around the country. Um, mm. it's, there's, there are hot spots, um, but we get reports for, of dog fighting taking place in every single little place.
0: And I suppose it comes down to the money at the end of the day. People mm. bet against certain dogs and, is that the... the Yeah, is that the reason? Then, yeah. yeah,
2: there is a money element, but it's also a lot about um, ego. prestige, mm. ego, street yeah. cred, so, having the best dog. Yeah. That is sick. Eh? Mm.
1: And I think yeah. especially with some of the power breeds, especially the pit bull. You look at these in the music channels, the music videos yeah. on DSTV mm-hmm. and so many of the sort of rap videos and all the rest where they're trying to look all mean there's a pit bull That's in it. there. Mm. It's the, it's yeah. the, tough, guy's it's the tough guy's choice of dog. It's the tough guy's choice of dog. And yet they are such wonderful, wonderful dogs. Mm. They, 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 they really are. They're phenomenal
2: animals and, and they're... Um, instinct to absolutely go beyond mm. everything
1: to please is greatly twisted. Yes, in, it's in used the, and abused. Yeah. It true. is. They they are highly intelligent. They were known as the nanny dog because they're so good with children. Okay. I I own a pit bull. I mean, he wouldn't harm a fly. He is mm. such a honey. Mm. He really, really is. And it's sad that they've chosen. But it's not just pit bulls, is it, Wendy? It's also the other power breeds, in, Rotties, and
2: not really South not Africa is specifically pit bulls, and it's oh. very. Yeah. rare that you'd find a Rottweiler or another breed being oh, really? fought in an in a organized fight. Yes. They're, they're not built for stamina, um, the endurance, stamina, the endurance mm. and they're very heavy. And you don't want a heavy dog in the fighting ring. You want a light, uh, um, yes. agile, agile dog.
1: Yeah. And what about staffies?
2: Also, in the top level, not a staffie. It, it has to be a, a pit bull with a bloodline. Remember, this is not about individual dog against individual dog. This is mm. bloodline against bloodline. Yeah. Um, and you breed for the optimal bloodline with the best fighting traits. Oh,
1: so these are dogs that they are specifically breeding from yes. champion dogs, dogs to champion, almost like a show dog to That's get the it. best fighting bloodline.
2: And obviously we're oh. talking different levels. That's at a much higher level. On the street level, um the backyard yes. fights, the mind dump rolls, those are... Often a much lower quality dog. You'll find mixed breeds in there. You'll find a lot of stolen dogs there. At that yeah. level, um, people don't have the the time, the money, and the and the financial means yes. to look after a dog long term. Mm-hmm. So it's instant gratification: stealing a dog and fighting it in a street fight. Do oh. they
0: do they almost train the dogs, or is it the dog has one fight till the death, and that's that? Or do they build up to that big fight? They
2: it, there's different. Championships, the fights There's At three fights your dog is a champion And then it goes on to more so fights It survives champions. three
0: fights It's the big it's it's the a thing It becomes it's a champion, champion. Yeah.
2: Um, And uh, so. this is also different different Levels of sophistication At the higher levels, a lot of training, a lot of thought goes into the breeding, a lot of training, a lot of um, time. Mm -hmm. At the lower levels, it's a very quick thing. It's massive amounts of breeding, lots of dogs getting onto the street, backyard bred animals. Yeah. Um, and at the higher levels, there's actually a lot less dogs, but a lot more violence.
1: It's it's just, it's so upsetting. I I forced myself to watch a video because I think you need to know what you're talking yeah. about. Jono, it's savage. I it's savagery.
0: Imagine. But that, that's what I want to ask. How does the fight get decided? Is it when another dog is dead? Is that when the fight is over? Or is there a ref saying, okay, now the fight is over? What, yeah, like a boxing happens? match.
1: Is there yeah. points they, allocated? There
2: is usually a ref. Um And also, again, d- it depends on what the rules, what rules that they're following for that fight and what's been decided on beforehand. In your street fight, you probably won't have a ref. It'll be up to the handlers. Mm-hmm. And if they decide that it's going to be what they call a murder, then it'll go until the death.
1: Oh, my word. And it, and it's so upsetting because, yes, let's face it, a pit bull is my own dog doesn't like other dogs. It's something, they're the most amazing breed, but they can get to that point where they are, if they teased enough, beaten enough, uh, bait dogs are used, they, they literally click into that. And they
0: starve them. Is and that kill. Right? Uh, do they make them hungry and then throw the bait dogs in or?
2: Bait dogs is a interesting, um, subject. A lot of people throw the word bait dog around, but, at the high levels, you you don't actually find bait dogs. Mm. Um, the dogs that are used to encourage other dogs to fight are old fighting dogs, because you want your dog to learn from to the good pick up fighter, that aggression, okay, um, and to learn those moves. But at the lower levels and hobbyist levels, we are finding bait dogs, but it's not any dog. There's a, a bait dog is something that has specific traits, um, something that would aggravate another dog, and we have. A lot of rescue organisations say they have they've rescued bait dogs, but mm. they, it, it is actually you can recognise when a dog has been used as a bait dog. It's not just how do you, you recognise that? Um, it's a scar pattern. It's a, a type of um, nervousness towards a certain type oh. of dog. It's not just any dog that's picked up with with bite Specific breeds? Are there specific breeds? There chosen? are breeds that are sometimes targeted more than others. Um, Jack Russells have been said to be mm. more. They're really in Incite um, other dogs to to attack, but it's not as common. Bait dogs are not as common as people make out. Because a
1: bait dog is supposed to be to incite that pit bull yeah. to get absolutely yeah. see red and attack.
2: Yeah. Also, the the pit bulls have been bred for hundreds of years to be dog aggressive. Yeah. Uh, this is not something you need to make them be. Oh, okay. Um. Mm. They sometimes they do need to be what they call switched on. Yes. Um. But they are naturally dog aggressive. They are. Absolutely, they've been bred for a hundred, hundreds, of years to yeah. be human friendly. Human friendly. A, a well-bred pit bull that follows its its old old lines is supposed to be a really, really non. Human aggressive dogs.
1: Absolutely.
2: But now you're getting backyard breeders. You're getting people yeah. that are, and they're breeding for those out these yes, dog, yes. These dogs. And that's when the bloodlines get twisted, and the the dogs get teased, and um, the aggression they they mistake aggression for protection. They make it aggressive. Those dogs ending up um, with twisted bloodlines, out on the um, on chains in the, the township. When those dogs escape. That's dangerous. Mm-hmm. That's
0: the problem. So that's when they attack humans, yes. and they get that bad reputation. And, it, and it's know. happening
1: under our noses. Uh, my sister and I were alerted to four pit bulls being kept in a in a house, an uh, occupied house, and they were very obviously being fed up and or whatever, mm. well starved at that point. To be used anyway Long story short We got the authorities in They were confiscated They found new homes But that was right in the middle Of an upmarket sub- mm. uh, suburb Where this was happening mm. So, so it's it right under anyway. our noses yeah. It really is And it's and it's savagery So uh, dogs sto- I mean okay You're saying the dogs come From various sources
2: mm. One being stolen um, There are some dogs that are stolen And that's for the more lower level Um syndicates or uh, yes. backyard opportunistic fighters, right, right. Um, they will target dogs that are entire, that have not been castrated or spayed, because if it turns out to be any good, they'd like to breed from it. So, but then how would, okay, obviously a male dog they would see it's been yes. neutered, but a female dog? You can also see, the. they often use children to um, steal the dogs for them, and the kids are trained. Um, you to see, see with the, the, the sterilization style. and if it is, the, they don't want it. No, generally they'll leave it alone.
0: But it, do they go for more males as opposed to females, or does it not really matter? It
2: Doesn't really matter. Remember, mm. your female is very important because it it gives you a much better return because you can, can breed. Have so many yeah, puppies. she
1: right. can breed. That's it. okay. Because okay. I read uh, an article you saw on Times uh, Media saying that th- this is the problem that they send children into the suburbs mm. to go and find the the stock. And and bring them back And we were talking earlier And you said You mustn't believe Everything (laughs) I read But they were saying That they pay these kids 100 to 300 rand And then these dogs Get stolen for huge amount Sorry Sold for huge amounts of money They do use the kids To steal dogs Mm -hmm. They use the kids To steal a lot more
2: things Dog food And various other things As well Um, But you don't You won't find A high syndicate dog Being stolen from um, A backyard breeder they, yes. They're not going to pay large amounts of money for a dog that they don't know the bloodline of. Um, it's of no oh. use to them, but it, they are stealing the dogs for the low level fights. And sadly, this, this whole activity of dog fighting is having an a, a absolutely horrendous impact on our children yes. in the communities. Absolutely horrendous
1: because it's encouraging violence. That's it.
0: But they also see the animal as an object, mm. not as something mm. that exists, you know,
2: wherever yeah. you get that, um, that absolute it's okay for that violence. In yeah. fact, in some places, it's encouraged to watch a, a dogfight. Mm. It's seen as a big thing to be Well, I suppose fighter. that's an important
0: aspect, is the crowds who are going to this thing. They might not be directly involved, but the people supporting it, uh, yes. you know, how does that come well, about? Well, they're
1: equally cruel. I mean, to sit and watch something but, I like mean, that.
0: it's an organized event. I mm. mean, how do people know it's happening? They're showing up at the right time. I mean, are they paying entrance to this type of thing? What is going on?
2: They do sometimes pay entrance. Sometimes they're just invited. It depends on on what level. But under the Animals Protection Act, every single aspect that has got anything to do with an animal fight is illegal. So watching it, breeding animals oh, for really? it, really? So even watching it? Even owning the property, That's whether good. you know about it being used for animal yes. fights or not, is illegal. Absolutely.
0: Well, thank goodness. Yes. Thank yes. You know.
2: Even knowing about a fight that is going to play, take place, not even that it has taken place, is yes.
1: illegal. So do you get tip-offs? Do people, how do you find out about them?
2: We rely a lot on the public. Mm-hmm. Um, the, that old motto, "Somewhere, somebody somewhere knows know something, something.
1: Yes. is very,
2: very true. And we really rely on the public too. Whether it's a, a big piece of information or a small piece of information, never discount it. Rather, tell someone. Um, it might be a very small piece of a much larger puzzle.
1: Okay. But now... Wendy, these people running, especially the the high-level syndications, these are dangerous people. So to does it dogs. get rather hairy going in there and, and get stopping these and arresting these guys?
2: As much as these high-level people um, say they care for the dogs and in their twisted way say they love these dogs, mm. they all hide behind names. None of them would ever use their, their real name. They have fighting names. And you have to ask yourself, how brave is someone who hides behind a name? Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh, A couple of, uh, two years ago, there was an article on the dog fighting in Cape Town. And all these guys came out and said, oh, we love our dogs. And, you know, this is a natural thing for a pit bull to do and all the rest. To me, this is pure. Unadulterated Mm. Cruelty to animals
2: And a lot of people Justify it Saying it's It's a Mm. natural thing For a pit bull to do It's not It's natural For for a dog to defend territory It's natural to defend food It's not natural To fight to the death No
1: No of course it's not I want to get into Some of
0: the gory details The pit bull that loses If it is not Deceased do they, do they then get veterinary care for it? Happens? Do
2: they kill it? It's very rare that these people seek professional veterinary care for their dogs because mm. it's for a, for a vet or someone who knows. They would it's pick that up. They and would and pick report it up. It, yes. They would pick it up. Funnily enough, sometimes not report it. We are encouraging the vets to, to report it. There's a lot of them say that there's client confidentiality, but mm. you can you cannot use yeah, that excuse an when it's a crime. Yes,
1: exactly. Yes, exactly. Um, yes, I believe that they they try and sew them up themselves or they try do. and. Fix them. There's no painkillers involved. There's no, no nothing. Very Which, rudimentary. Okay. Yeah, very rudimentary. And I've seen pictures of the tools that they use to train these dogs. So they have to run on a, it's almost like a treadmill and, uh, the certain sticks that they hit them oh, with and the no. tools mm-hmm. of the trade. But we ran an article on it, on dog fighting in canine zone last year. And we were told, be careful. Because you're going to get death threats. There's going to be problems. Is is that the case?
2: We have heard of of people being threatened, especially people who give information. Mm. Um, but also, I mean, we were in High Court last year, and we defended the the fact that our in, informers and people who give complaints to the SPCA or yes. NSPCA are protected by law. Okay, and right. And it Good. was ruled in our favour. So then they will again, never come out. That we will never
1: ever give the name go, so or can report with someone who, exactly. yeah, so not never going to come back exactly. to you. And in terms of uh, there's currently something going on with, with uh, well they assume she's involved in pit bull fighting and they say she belongs to the pit bull union this is very scary that <laughs> maybe there are clubs out there, like with the rhino hunting sometimes the, the people at the top are the people you least expect they are veterinarians, they are you know, upstanding members of society that do that. We do have have had reports.
2: Sorry, we have had reports of every single echelon of society being mm, involved. Being in. involved. We've got lawyers. We've got doctors. We've got MECs. Oh. Celebrities. We've got policemen. Um, they actively try and infiltra- infiltrate animal welfare organisations to get food, to get drugs, oh. and to find and out and to get the stock yeah, and to get information. Um, so it is everywhere. And once again, we really rely on people standing up and saying, this is not okay. I need to tell this. If I've got information, I need to
1: report. the second place we spoke about dog theft is, you say, the backyard breeders. There are breeders out there supplying these fighting rings.
2: Yeah, there are backyard breeders. Um, Unfortunately, breeding your dog is not illegal in South Africa. No. But if you suspect that there's something else going on there, um, it, it needs to be reported. And we really need to stamp out these backyard bearders and puppy mills. So being a puppy mill, is that not illegal? A puppy mill? Yeah. Is there a difference? The puppy mills usually, well, they say that it's, A lot more than one species of dog. Backyard breeder is maybe specializing. Breeding your dog. Right,
1: right. So it's illegal. How many cases do you have each year? And what are the laws? Are these people getting sent to jail? Or is it a rap on the knuckles and off you go then?
2: Well, right now we have three or four Four cases of animal fighting In court at the moment Mm. So a lot depends And and we'll see what the sentences are now It's taken much more seriously now Than it used to be In fact, in the Tikani case It was seen as serious enough To elevate from um, local court To regional court
0: Oh, that's Mm. good And what what kind of sentence Are these Mm. people looking at? Like the maximum?
2: We're not, it also it depends on which court it's in and the magistrate and, and what they mm-hmm. will sentence. But in every single case, we always go for denial of ownership, whether it's cruelty, whether it's dog fighting, to put another step forward so that these people cannot own dogs ever oh, again.
0: Okay.
1: Yes, because this article I was reading yesterday, and I know Mariette Hopley, I'm sure you know her, she also gets very involved with the dog fighting. This person was convicted before and is now again being found guilty. Well, she's in court at the moment. So I mean, is are the sentences strong enough or I mean a two thousand Rand fine is not going to deter that's anyone. Right, no. Okay.
2: The person I think that you're referring to is in court for animal cruelty, not for dog fighting. It is um her husband that yes, was, was, that was convicted, convicted for, that's right for dog fighting. And this
1: is the wife now. Yes. That's up but I mean it makes sense that it's no. the same type of thing. The same type of thing. So, yeah, a $2,000, rand. What is the maximum sentence that these people, can they go to jail? Yes, they can. A hundred percent, they can okay. go f- to
2: jail, yes. But are
0: you targeting the owners? Like you said, there's denial of ownership. So if you're, you find a dog fight, you go for the owner. You don't go for the owner of the property, the organizer we the go okay. We go for everyone. We go
2: for the good. owners of the dogs, the owners of the property, whether they're there or not. The spectators, and then we rescue the dogs as well.
0: But then, what are they actually prosecuted for? Like you said, now um, that lady was in for animal cruelty. Can they be prosecuted? Is there such a thing as dog fighting in the courts? Is that a recognised offence? Or oh
2: yes, animal mm. fighting is is very. Okay. it's So seemed... you'll be
0: convicted of animal fighting. Yes. Okay.
2: Um, and the eighteen people that we arrested in Sakane are standing accused of animal fighting. Okay. And eighteen. All, yeah. Uh, wow. Under all the different charges in that section of our act. Sure,
1: mm-hmm. oh, that is just, and, and tell me, areas, is it more prevalent in Cape Town, or Johannesburg, Durban, or throughout the whole country? Uh, we get a phenomenal
2: amount of, of complaints from Johannesburg and mm. Cape Town, but then yes. also if you look at the concentration of people is higher right. than in Johannesburg right. and Cape Town. Um, but over two years we had a 500 percent increase in reported cases.
1: 500 percent. So what should people be looking out for? What are the signs that someone's breeding for fighting or running a fighting ring? That's a, a really good question and
2: people should be aware of um pit bulls, very unsocialized pit bulls that are highly, highly aggressive to other animals. Animals kept on chains and large numbers of dogs. Um injured animals, scarred animals, mm, scars mm. scarring on scarring. Remember Okay. Yeah. They yes. they have a buildup of scarring. One fight, you know. Yes. <coughs> Excuse me. Um training equipment. Um a, a large amount of breeding, dogs leaving the property, dogs coming back injured. So lots of activity. Um, yes. For people in medical or veterinary fields, injured dogs coming in on a repeated basis. Okay. Um So there's... Uh, a sort of secrecy about it as well. The mm. dog fighters know that what they're doing is 100% illegal. Yes. So there's a, a very deep sense of secrecy. Uh, secrecy what right. they when they're moving dogs around. What pe-
0: should people yes. do? Should they approach the SBCA first or go to the police?
2: You're more than welcome to approach us. Um either send us an email email or contact our officers, and they'll be put through to the special investigations, which will – the information is assessed to make sure that it's not vexatious in any way. Yes. Oh, right. Neighbours upon neighbours sometimes have problems. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. That's Um, true. And the quality of the information is also assessed. And then we don't work alone. We work with a a team of of other professionals from various different law enforcement and professional so they wouldn't entities. have a chance
1: if if I report my neighbor now because I see activity, then there's something strange. Are you going to swoop down and have a look before he has a chance to put the, get the dogs out or something like that? Remember
2: that by law, the SPCA does have to respond to every cruelty complaint. Right. So if it's information... Um, and there's no cruelty involved. We'll see whether that information can be used in a, in a
1: bigger somewhere else. Yes. And also transport, Wendy. I, uh, there's been a few cases I know that people have reported seeing a bucky with a whole lot of pit bulls with scarring and stuff on the back. So when you're on the roads, you should also keep an eye yeah, out. Yeah. Keep an eye out. They're, they're going to transport
2: a if them you somehow. Can. Yes. Send it to us. Um, the police can help us maybe find out where those people live, what they're up to.
0: I just have a final question from my side. Should you rescue these pit bulls? What can you do with them? Can you rehome them? Are they, un... what is it, you can't rehabilitate them? You can't
2: rehabilitate them. them. We get, the SPCA has come under a lot of criticism for sometimes putting pit bulls down. What people don't understand is the type um, and the quality of a pit bull being generally handed over to the SPCA's or coming in as a stray is very um, dubious Blood lines, we don't know how it's been handled. We don't know how it's been brought up we don't know what it's been exposed to mm. so sometimes to rehome a dog like that a highly it's reactive dangerous. dog Very is incredibly Very risky difficult, and yes. um, and we always have to keep in mind the risk that it presents to other animals and other uh, yes, the dogs yes but there are cases where the, the animal is deemed by a behaviorist to be rehomable yes Um okay. each different SPCA has their own policy on it and SPCAs in high-risk areas like Township getting scatterbred breed dogs in mm. are not going to rehome it's a responsible decision because sure. then it's just
1: going to spend the rest of its yeah. life in a cage yeah. with mental problems. That's it. It's also um.
2: incredibly expensive to rehabilitate a dog mm. that's been oh. through mm. a lot of trauma. But yes, there are we have some fantastic cases of rehabilitated pit bulls. Since you can it was uh, the Michael Vick
1: story in the USA mm. where he what was he a basketball player? He was a basketball well-known player, basketball, basketball yes. player that was running a pit bull fighting ring. Yeah. And the dogs they confiscated them and a lot did find homes, but a lot had to sadly be be euthanized mm, because I think they you can
0: couldn't take comfort be that euthanasia isn't painful for the animal. Yeah, the, I think it's less cruel. There, than there. is a
2: face worth, a fate worse than death. Yeah, mm. sure. Yeah. I mean, to be treated and with that cruelty, I would
0: rather hear that they've been euthanized as opposed to than being used in, a in cage dog fights. Yeah. yeah,
1: and it, and it's just terrible. I mean, they literally rip each other to shreds. It's mm. it is horrible to see, and they don't know what they're doing. Mm. They they dogs, they've been taught and trained to do this Mm -hmm. and the people who do this, I'm sorry, I think it's unadulterated evil, it Mm -hmm. really is what is the fun in, in watching animals suffer. Very small. But, so if people see this, find something out, they can get hold of you. Is there any numbers, like emergency numbers that they can call? Um, nspca at nspca
2: is an email that is always 100% active. So nspca at at nspca.co.za. Very simple. Um, our landline number is 011-7907-3590. And that's also right through office hours. It'll be manned, and then your local SPCA has a 24-hour line, oh, um, emergency lines. Oh yes, and I've done. used
1: it a lot.
0: I'm <laughs> one of these yeah. people who oh, complain. 24 hours. <laughs> 24 hours,
2: and you can contact them. And if if it's a, uh, something that's happening immediately, then they will contact us or um, police stations or whoever they've been told to emergency contact.
1: And I think we need to have you back again at some point because yeah. you also deal with other animal fighting. It's not just dog fighting. There's also rooster. Sadly, yes. Rooster. Fighting. What other f- animal fights do you come across? Um, there is cock fighting.
2: It's not very popular in South Africa, but there are cases of it. Um, pit bulls been used to fight other animals. Um, yeah, fighting. Okay. Like
1: what other? Um, Animals. wild
2: boars. Oh, yeah. Yeah.
1: my <laughs> word. Yeah.
0: And I suppose you sure. also deal with just a lot of cruelty cases as well.
2: Yeah. Hey? Um, active animal cruelty, to which is premeditated. My, sorry, I'm going Where <laughs> <to laughs> <way> on <laughs>
1: earth do they get wild boars to fight?
2: Uh, they bred, they, they caught,
1: yeah. Oh, my
2: word. Sure. Uh, South Africa has a knack of adding an
1: interesting yes, twist, twist to just to about everything. T- yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, yeah, I mean, cockfighting has also been outlawed. Um, mm, but yeah. Yeah. It carries on. any sort of animal fighting, mm, is, is illegal. Yeah. No, Wendy, thank you very, very much for coming yeah. in today. You bless you for work. all you thank do. You. Please, please, our listeners, please keep an eye out because it's only through the public that we can stop this. That's it. It really is. We need eyes and ears out there yeah. all the time, and, and people to report. Hey, mm-hmm. Absolutely,
2: you, yeah, and absolutely. Trust your instinct. Mm-hmm. On a last note, pit bull fighting is one of the strongest indicators of a community in a country in degeneration. Yeah. Yeah, you because know. as
1: you say, it promotes violence. Mm-hmm.
0: Not having empathy for a living thing, or that's you know, it. Yeah, mm.
1: and especially if they're getting children involved, what is what is that child going to become? Yes, if it's raised with violence, cruelty, yeah. animal pain. Everybody shouts and screams
2: about the violence levels mm. in South Africa. Yeah, but um,
1: what did Gandhi say? The state of your country is. Yeah. So you've had this wonderful quote: "It's how you treat your animals and, and your elderly." Yeah, and yeah. your and your elderly. So if if you're out there and you you're a dog fighter. So remember what you're doing to your children. Yeah. Yeah. Wendy, thanks so much for coming in and I'm sure we're going to have you back again soon. Thank you. I look we'll forward to it. be back with Clint after the break. We'll be back with Clint after the break. Back. we're back, we're back. We didn't even know we're back. We're sitting chatting. Yet. <laughs> oh, sorry, so sorry just <laughs> after when we, we went away and Wendy was here, she was also just mentioning trunk fighting where they'd lock two pit bulls in a boot and let them fight to the death. I mean it's just mm. yeah, mm-hmm. stomach turning. But anyway, let's change things no, now. No, no. We have Clint Austin in the studio with us today. He's the technical advisor and veterinarian in Animal Health at Bayer South Africa. Hi, Clint. Oh, thank Thanks guys. for being with us today. Oh, it's a pleasure. You know, just going into some Something a little bit more positive. We're discussing World Veterinary Day. Now, that's the 25th of April?
0: That's correct. No, no, we're we, we've got it. It's 25th of
1: April. Now, John and I was saying earlier, what, what happens on World Veterinary Day? Do the vets run around in the streets yeah, and dance? do you get out
3: of <laughs> Do you get the day off? Do you no. get the, at least? No bloody chance. <laughs> <laughs> um, World Veterinary Day was created by the World Veterinary Association in 2000, and it was designed to promote awareness of vets and their role in society. So when it comes to promoting animal health, um and promoting human health as mm. well. Mm. I mean very people few people realise how closely tied food security and human health are to animal health. And this we can maybe get a little bit late into this whole concept of one health yes. going forward. So Basically, it's there just to remind people about what vets do, whether it is uh, animal cruelty, as we've had a very intense discussion mm. about now, um, preventing animal cruelty, um, companion animal health, production animal health, food security, um, meat health, meat hygiene. Yes. All very, very important aspects of the daily work of a veterinarian.
1: Right, right. So we were, so World Veterinary Day is that to honor veterinarians for the, for the work they do?
3: Yeah, I don't know if it's so much of an honour thing. It's literally hmm. just to increase the awareness. To
1: increase awareness, yeah, increase people's vets do an of what amazing do. job. I mean, they they really do. Where would we be without vets? Yeah, yeah.
3: And
0: I think their job is so much harder than a doctor, who mm. just has to learn one body, the human body. Vets mm. have to know everything about every other species. Mm. You know, mm. you can't only deal with dogs and cats. I mean,
3: what 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 do you have coming into your office? All sorts of things, including mm. people asking me about their own personal yeah. <laughs>
1: I'm Sure, while I'm here, don't you so want to look at that. this rash? <laughs> yes. oh, I, I know, and, and I think it's many years of studying before you can become a vet.
3: Yeah, it, it, it's a long and fairly intense course. Uh, at this stage, we're looking at a six-year degree. Mm. Um, the government is going to be implementing compulsory community service for veterinarians quite soon, and uh, that, again, is going to contribute to the role of the veterinary profession in South Africa.
1: Yes, I believe so, that you're going to have to do community service now before you can practice. Correct, yes. Um, I'm not sure how how many years? It'll be one year. A year But then would you work in a
3: government institution? Do we have Mm. government institutions for animals? We do have a state veterinary institution. There are state veterinarians around the country, and they're involved in a wide range of work, from laboratory services to... Tuberculosis testing to okay. wildlife mm-hmm. work, um, and uh, I know people can apply to have a um, community community service veterinarian posted to them for a year. So you know, if you're running an organization and you feel you could benefit yes. from a state-employed veterinarian, yes. you can make an application. So like the
1: NSPCA or a shelter yeah. or something like yeah. that I, in I, the I community?
3: Gather, I gather that's the idea behind it. Which
1: is not a bad idea. Correct. I, I not know. Probably for prospective vets, they probably go, oh, no, I want to get straight into a practice. But it certainly will help the animals.
3: Definitely. And I think there is a need to put something back. Yes. Um, you know, at the end of the day, yes, you do pay for your own tuition fees, but the government does sponsor a large amount of your studies at the end of the day. Mm. And we need mm. that. We really do need no, that. We is, do. is there a shortage of veterinarians? In the rural sector and in the state sector, yes. Mm. Um, I think the companion animal sector is um, pretty well supplied at yes. this stage. And, um, but but it's an important part i mean you that's all you hear on the news every day is how our rural economy is shrinking yes and how our number of um farmers that are providing food to south Africa is shrinking and vets have got a vital role to play here sure. particularly in uplifting rural and developing farmers and helping mm, them mm. you know to improve the success of their own farming yes. just to support for their own needs to support their own family or then becoming or entering that commercial sector right and right. Veterinarians have got a larger a role to play there but they can't do it alone, and and that's where the government needs to come in, and that's Absolutely. where the government is coming in with support and, and with us And I imagine that's a large drive behind. Yes. Uh, behind. Because this I
1: believe that not many of of the the black youth go into veterinary sciences for for some reason. So I think there's such a need there. Yeah, I'm not in a
3: position to speak on, sort of, what the desire is to enter yes. to enter the veterinary profession with regards to. Um, you know, the population demographics. But it is a very exciting field. Mm, I mean, it's absolutely. all I've ever wanted to do. I mean, even though I'm not in private practice any longer, yes. I'm now in a research role and a technical support support role. Um, it is an absolutely amazing profession. And, and, and veterinary science is not just about examining dogs and cats. Mm. It really isn't. Yeah, it's more than that. Yeah, much more than that.
0: What exactly are you researching? Are you allowed to talk about that? Is that a…
3: Well, Some secrets? No, yeah. I mean, working for I'm I'm head of clinical development and regulatory affairs at Bayer on the animal health side, and what we do is we develop new products. Um, I think new molecules generally gets done on a bit of a higher level on a global scale, but we definitely yes. develop new products for South Africa. We are very much involved in parasiticides, so internal, right. external parasites. Um, that's pretty that that's our strong focus area yes. in South Africa, and that's a fascinating field because protecting pets. Against parasites is really important Particularly if you look at the focus of World Veterinary Day this year It's vector-borne diseases Ah. So if we look at what a vector-borne disease is It's literally a disease entity um, Which is transferred by a vector A vector being an insect vector in most oh, cases Oh, so a tick, so a, tick, tick, a, a, tick flea, a flea, yes. yes And there's a particularly strong focus on zoonotic diseases Now a zoonotic disease is a disease which is potentially transmissible Between man and animals or vice versa So they are focusing very strongly this year on vector-borne diseases with zoonotic potential. Okay, so like
1: tick bite fever, for example. In
3: South Africa, you're looking at, look, tick bite fever in humans is very really different from tick bite fever in dogs. It's two yes, completely separate biliary, organisms. Yes, right, it's Correct. different. Okay. And, um, but if you look at um, Congo hemorrhagic fever, gets transmitted by tick bites in, in South Africa, although the cases are rare. If you look um, internationally, leishmaniasis or leishmaniasis mm-hmm. transmitted by uh, phlebotomy sand flies, very important zoonosis, particularly um, uh, in, in, in Europe and for, for further north. And uh, if you look, let's say in the United States, you're looking at Rocky Mountain spotted fever, yes. which is a type of, yes, fever of yes. potentially fatal,
1: Ugh, nasty thing. Mm. Absolutely.
3: So, you know, and. Moving a little bit closer to home, I mean, worms, uh, it's the most yes. horrible, frightening yes. thought. I mean, any parent has ever found worms in their child's mm, napping? Mm. Or, you know, that, and yet it's common. You know, oh. it's it's very absolutely, common. Absolutely, but you know that creeping feeling of horror that <laughs> yes. you It's not much of And that's where veterinarians have a very large role to play. First of all, in keeping companion animals healthy, but also in educating the public. Yes,
1: Yes, absolutely. I think a lot of awareness, you know, people need to be aware of ticks and fleas, the symptoms of biliary um, worms, as you say. You should deworm your dog or cat regularly. But to become a veterinarian, I'm just going back on that, is the first stage a love of animals or or is it more a love of science? or Two of them together. I I think it's a combination. Combination, yes. I,
3: I, I don't think... You have to have the love for animals has to be there. Yeah. And you're going to be working with animals. That's why you have to you have a good a bedside manner. Yes. But it is a, a love of animals by itself. It is not enough to make mm. you a successful mm. veterinarian mm. in my, in my opinion. Because
0: you're not going to be playing with the animals all day. Yeah. No.
3: In fact, if you're going to private practice, private practice is 50% about the owners. Yes. And 50% yeah. about the dogs. I'm sure. Especially
1: these days. These are our children. Correct. But, so but, you, know, you, you need, need to, this bedside manner with exactly, the owners.
3: Correct. And you need to. You also need to have a keen need to to, to want to help. You're gonna yes. have that empathy. And it not needed necessarily being companion animals. We can be looking in food animals, in production animals. Mm. I mean, that's absolutely critical. The that's field
1: is is very wide. I mean yeah. wildlife in, in zoology. Correct. I, Correct. I have a niece that's doing zoology now, so mm. I, I think that that's a huge, huge field. But there's also the side of it where you have to tr- treat animals who are very ill or who have to be euthanized mm. that must be the worst part yeah. of the job
3: it, it does take its emotional mm. toll on you and um, I think it, it's also becoming a particular area of focus among South African veterinarians is this concept of compassion fatigue where, yes. and, and I think a lot of veterinarians in South Africa work very very hard mm. and I'm not saying that because I'm a veterinarian but all of it I know in South Africa Devote their lives to their job. Yes, and it's all hours of the night and day. It's weekends. It's public holidays. It's Christmas mm, and it's Easter. That's true. And it's it's not the type of job which you can sort of sweep to one side when mm. you go home in the evening and leave it at work and get back to the. You're next still morning. thinking about it a dog will home. catch you treating. The follow you home, and and there is that very emotional side to the job. You're dealing with living organisms, mm. and yes. you either heal them. Or you don't, Mm. and sometimes they die on you, and Mm. that takes Mm. its toll. It really does, particularly for someone who. What
0: is this compassion fatigue? Is that where you almost become numb to it,
3: or what what do you mean by that? It's a range of symptoms, and again, I'm not a qualified psychologist, but compassion fatigue is literally it's compassion, it's burnout, emotional burnout Mm. in its its simplest form. Yes. Yeah, it's this emotional onslaught on a daily basis that. And, and vets do not take enough time off in South Africa. And mm. It's very difficult when you're in private veterinary practice to achieve that work-life balance, and I'd almost go so far as to say there's very few veterinarians who manage to get that right. Yes, I mean, purely just because of the nature of their job. And I really take my hat off and I salute veterinarians out in private practice.
1: Absolutely, I do as well. I and mean, in talking state about euthanasia, that cannot be easier, be, yeah. easy because you are are putting a beloved dog, cat, whatever it is, to sleep. I mean, that must be very difficult.
3: And every single one of them, and I speak from my own experience, every single one of them takes a little piece of you with them. Yeah. Mm. Oh, really? But what keeps you sane is the idea that you are able to end suffering and you are able to to ultimately leave chronic, incurable suffering. But besides that, there's that... There's the emotions of the owners that you need to deal with as yeah, well.
0: They're they all to crying around you. And you have to be professional. I mean, you mm, can't be crying yeah. while you're euthanizing
3: the animal. On the maybe. other hand,
1: I'm sure you also get people who come in. I've, I've definitely heard of uh, those to say, they, I don't want this dog anymore. meal. Uh, Please euthanize.
3: That does happen. Luckily, in my experience, is very few and far between. Mm. But it does happen. And then... And then your role as a veterinarian is to try and provide alternatives. I mean, okay. we all took an oath of we If it's re- a happy, healthy dog, ab- why put it, it leave? find a home? I mean, yeah. that must be an absolute last resort in my opinion.
1: Yes, yes. Oh no, definitely. I, I do take my hat off to veterinarians. I've got a wonderful, well, vet. And if you, if you've got a vet that you can trust, that, that's yeah. part of your family, that understands, and knows the history, as well. knows the history yeah. and understands how much this is part of your family, this, this dog of yeah, yours. It's your child. Yeah. yeah, it is your child, your fur baby. As they no, call exactly.
0: it. Exactly. And also the thing about vets is the dog can't communicate what's wrong. And the owners I think come in there with this is wrong, this is wrong, but you have to look at the animal and yes. say what is wrong. Because yeah. there's
1: no communication like with the humans say pain, yeah, pain there. Yeah.
3: yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, private practice has taken an interesting twist since the um, emergence of the internet. Okay. People say, self-diagnosing their pets. It's not a matter of much of self-diagnosing, although a lot of them do, but you'll give them a diagnosis and they'll go and consult oh, it to Google. right? And they will come and confront you with reams of information, oh. whether it's substantiated or Jeez. not doesn't matter. But I read it on the <laughs> internet and therefore it must be true. And um so that that does add an interesting component to our work. And But you know what? It empowers owners, and I'm all for empowering dog owners with yeah. knowledge. And I've always encouraged my clients to... If you find something on the internet that concerns you, mm. or you mm. bring it to me. Let's discuss it. it. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Discuss yeah. it.
1: And I w- we were talking the other day of spaying and neutering, how important that is. And, and I know a lot of veterinarians that actually offer their services to spay and neuter shelter dogs or dogs from the SBCA. They don't charge. They just volunteer their help there, which is fantastic.
3: Correct. Correct. And the South African Veterinary Association has got a very brilliant initiative called Community Veterinary Clinics, or mm. CVC. And it might be worthwhile having them on sometimes have a check yes. about it. because well, yeah, really they go out initiative.
1: into the low-income groups, Correct. And and check Correct. out the animals, so animals and yeah. yeah, it's mobile clinics, if you mobile want to put it that
3: clinics. Way. So you get what they call spayathons and spay-days yes. and, and that kind of thing. But it's all in support of. Assisting the community, particularly yeah. people who can't afford private veterinary care. Yes, you-
1: because, uh, look, I mean, Clint, it was something, you know, a lot of people say, and it's been in the press, Late, I think it was on Carte Blanche, where there was this whole expose saying that veterinary costs are too expensive for the average person. Sure, but if you look at, you, you're paying less than you would for your doctor. And that person has also studied for seven years. Yeah. He can't speak to the patient. He's got to do a lot more investigative Look, you know, research.
3: It's all very relative. It's, yeah, it is opinion. very
1: relative.
3: And at the end of the day, uh, people do expect to pay less because it's a dog. Yes, and sadly. the mistake that some people make is, is sort of basing their assumption on costs on the size of the animal. Mm. But whether it's a hamster, whether it's a dog, or whether it's, it's a horse. It's still getting
1: treated. Mm.
3: Not only that, it, it, it's getting treated, it's getting diagnosed mm. and all the rest of it. And I don't think people realize the true cost of human medical aid because human yeah, medical care because they're very much shielded from that by medical aid. by aids. medical aid. But yes, that that's being true. said, there is a number of very good, or there are a number of very good pet, pet medical, medical aids. Pet medical aids, it's very a must. Affordable, yeah, very affordable. And I would affordable. say that if you are going to purchase an animal, purchase a pet, that you really need to look mm. very seriously at, at a medical yeah. aid. It might cost you 120, 150 rand. It's a not month, expensive, it Clint.
1: I think I'm with Rogs. Pet medical, and Absolutely. I think I pay 130 rand
3: yeah. per dog, which is not a lot of money, but the not day a lot of
1: money. But the day comes when
3: yes, you yeah. need yeah. that that it. treatment, 16,000 it rand, is so worth operation. it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very glad that you did. And a lot of them will cover yearly vaccinations and do de- yes. you really get down do I think there's, do. Different, there's, uh, different, there's different levels, schedules, different
1: much. levels I that I know you know that, can that take. They,
0: they stay away from skin dogs, what they type as a skin dog, because that really costs them. A lot Dogs that have problems With their skin Because you never really cure that I think, I think, you think do,
1: they, Yeah you you There's some things That they don't much. cover yeah. Well it depends As you were saying Clint The level that you're
3: on Some of them will say Look we don't we don't cover diseases that are theoretically preventable. Mm. So in other words, we're not mm. going to cover biliary because you need to be preventing yeah. ticks and fleas from yeah. climbing onto your dog. And
1: I don't think they cover vaccinations either because that's something. But again, it might be the level, the level that we you're We should get the mm-hmm. That would be. In yeah. fact, I'm working on that because I think pet medical aid is not very well known. In this country, people don't think about it or they think it's expensive. Uh, For 300 rand a month, my dog had pneumonia three years ago and it cost me over 10,000 rand. He was in hospital for about over a week, intensive care, and that was the day. When I thought I'm getting pet yeah. medical and since then everything's been covered by rocks, which is fantastic.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely.
1: So I think, as you say, when you get a pet, factor in veterinary costs, food, yeah. uh, you know, good food, pet medical, uh, microchipping, another hugely yes. great service that veterinarians provide uh, is to get your dog with an identity pet microchip. Right. So going back to World Veterinary Day, this is a day where we, we're going to honor, think of the vets, all they do for our animals. And, and are there any events happening in, in the country that people can maybe go to or anything special that's going to happen on the day?
3: Not to my knowledge, um, okay. but, but I, I may be mistaken. Yes. Uh, it's, it literally, I think it's just a matter of awareness. Mm. It, it's all just about a week. Well, what
1: would be great is if you actually went to your vet and took him a box of chocolates or yeah. something nice to say some thank botong. you. Yeah, some bolting or That's a a, great some flowers. Would that I be great? Can I give my
3: address after that? <laughs> I
1: will do <laughs> that. <laughs> they can deliver it. Yeah, hey. Not no, no, sure. no, no, no. <laughs> i see That it, would right? be nice on these days, because secretary days, you're supposed to give yes. your secretary flowers. Yes. Absolutely. So why not on World Veterinary but I Day? I really think
0: not enough people know about it. I mean, no. until Sharon brought it up to me, I had yes. no idea it existed. So
1: take your vet, a bottle of wine or something nice, and say thank you for all you do.
0: But also the people that support the vet. I mean, if you go into your local vet, there's the technicians behind mm. the scene. Yes. And, you know, the receptionists also deal with a lot of upset clients. Yes. I mean, after you've euthanized your dog, you have to go out there, you have to pay, you mm. have to swipe your card. And those receptionists and those people, they deal with a lot. So and,
1: and I think vets are with. Uh, I'm not sure if you know the Bondi vet. We've got Correct, an article yes. on him in this uh, March issue of Canine Zone. Uh, Dr. Chris Brown. Yeah. I think he's done a lot for for veter- Well, besides the fact that he's so good looking and the women love him. <laughs>
3: <laughs> so settle down, settle he's, down. Yeah, he's please. actually done a lot
1: that people think. Well, that is actually what a veterinarian yeah, does. Yeah. You know, he doesn't just sit there all day. He works hard.
3: Yeah, I, th- I think I think these reality veterinary shows. Deem to be a little bit over-glorified You only mm. see the exciting mm. absolutely You yes. don't see the mundane drudgery, The nail
1: clippings yes. and the anal gland Yes <laughs> oh, and that. And that.
3: <laughs> Anal glands,
1: yes <laughs> Yes, I'm sure that's one of the Let, Things that are not that let's, enjoyable let's leave that
3: after. Yes.
1: us that I've got a bull terrier that has to go in Every couple of months for the anal gland oh, Squeezing and yeah, you know, not pleasant mm. So I'm sure it's not all Exciting stuff, but Wendy in earlier talking about dog fighting As a veterinarian Is that something that you look out for as well? Have Absolutely. you ever come across it?
3: Look, I've had a few cases where Dogs have come in and they've been the, They've been pit bulls So mm. immediately this pit bull has been involved in a huge fight And your alarm bell start ringing. So
1: you see from the scarring their uh, wounds
3: and you know. But it becomes very difficult as a private vet You know, go mm. you know and report one of your top clients To the police on suspicion um, because it could have been a
0: genuine fight. Maybe
3: the dog. It could have, it so. could have been. Yeah. And you know, I've in- encountered a, a, a few cases in my career where I thought mm, something's a little dodgy here. Yes. And but just because a dog's a pit bull and the owner happens to own a pit bull doesn't necessarily mean he's a dog fighter. Sure. Um, no. Yeah, I mean Sharon has a pit bull I have a pit, pit bull. No. Never. <laughs> <Yeah>. Correct. <laughs> Correct. So, but but one does become a little bit sensitised to it. So it it. But I I, I think. You can see, particularly with repeat mm. offenders, yes, you know, yes, the dog keeps yeah, like in. Sharon says, scars yes. on scars. It's, mm. yeah. Correct, correct. And then, and then, I think we have a moral duty, yes. to to get stuck in and help prevent. But dementia. just before we let you go, are you happy doing what you do? Absolutely. Is I it? mean, although I'm not in private practice anymore, I'm still very involved in veterinary science. I'm just approaching it from a different front. Yes. I mean, we develop the products that vets use on a daily basis. And uh, that's just as important to me. And uh, we're also very involved in the production animal segment in South Africa, making food safer yeah. um, and helping farmers raise better food right, and ensuring right. the food security for South Africa, and we take great pride in that.
1: No, yeah. for sure. And, Clint, we're going to be having you back in, so watch the space. Check out the Canine's own Facebook page, um, and we'll have Clint in to answer your veterinary questions for once free. a month. For free, <laughs> yes. Well, maybe we should charge. Uh, yeah, eh? We'll maybe. put a little premium on <laughs> it. Anyway. I'm going to make
3: all my questions. I'm easily bribed. Oh, okay, oh, there we go. It's we'll it's get a list there. of the bribery it's stuff it's that known. we need it's to known. get in. <laughs> just food. Just, 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 just oh, just
1: that's food. easy. <laughs> but next week we're also going to have a very interesting guest and in to talk to us about uh, something we touched on last week about uh, animal farming and uh, battery chickens, that sort of thing. And uh, it's going to be a good show. So remember to get out there, buy Canine Zone magazine, get onto our Facebook page, send us all your comments, and we'll be back next week with another Animal Central. Thanks for being with us today.